Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Seems like I've spent my whole life hoping, dreaming of things I've never tried. Tangled in knots, just waiting for my time to shine. What if the doors began to open? What if the knots became untied? What if one day nothing stood in my way and the world was mine? Would it feel this fine? Cause I got the wind in my hair and a gleam in my eyes and an endless horizon. I got a smile on my face and I'm Hello and welcome back to Patreon with Cheese! I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful editor and good friend, Elizabeth Estes. Hello! Hello, everyone. Um, and Liz, we've got a new TV show. We're done with Encore. It is in the past. We could, we could watch something else on the same service. Yes. Same service. We don't, we don't change. So what are we talking about, We're Liz? talking about the Tangled TV show. Woo! Three seasons. Three seasons. 59 episodes. Um, it's technically 70 episodes, but whatever. That's what IMDb told me. <laughs> Uh, Wikipedia says 70! Okay. Conflicting reports. Um, but remember, cut that in half because we're going to do two episodes per episode because they're a half hour long. Yeah, these are, these are for not kids. not this time. So. Not this time because we're starting with the pilot, which is a feature-length film, kind it's a, of. It's a it's a pilot in, a, in, the, in the winky type of way. It's like, hey, do you like this movie that you watched? How about you watch a TV show based on this movie? Yeah, I would watch it. Um, so they bring back most of the creatives who were involved with the with the what you call it with the original film. They brought Alan Menken and Glenn Slater, who did the music and lyrics for the sh- the movie, back to do the show. Um, they brought um, what's his name, Chris Sonnenberg, who also was involved in Gallivant, which is another show. Um, and it just, I think this show is really good. I got through a good chunk of the first season during quarantine and then stopped. And I've always been like, I need to find a reason. To keep finishing everyone says it just gets better so now we're gonna have a good reason to keep watching and he's bringing me along with his reason <laughs> i'm just here on the i'm just here on the ride yeah so what do you think of the first episode which is the proposal the proposal episode. episode which is also an hour uh it's i liked it i i it's very cute like it was very delightful. It's like the perfect quarantine show. Like it, it doesn't is. require you to think too um, much. It's really cute, but it's also really engaging with the characters and has really good action actually, which generally surprised me. Let's talk about some of these voice actors. So we have Mandy Moore coming back as Rapunzel, one of the best Disney princess 100%. voices. She was ever, meant to be a I Disney princess. <laughs> she was born when she was born. She yeah, was so like, she "You will be it. a Disney princess." <laughs> And not to be this guy, um, uh, to maybe talk badly about other Disney princesses or the person we just talked about for 12 episodes. Well, not really, because she was barely in them, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mandy Moore set the tone of what a modern-day princess in the Disney canon sounds like, which is a kind of mix of modern but timeless. Um, Whereas everything before that, like even Princess Tiana, who was right before Tangled, she talks in the very animated um, 2D animation way where it's kind of stilted, kind of weird, where Mandy Moore brings in the more kind of conversational speaking tone that would be later alley by Kristen Bell and the voices in 
Frozen. Um, Encanto and Moana. Yeah, Frozen, Encanto, Moana, the modern lineup. Yeah, so we I don't think we'd have the way that princesses talk without Mandy Moore's incredible interpretation of Rapunzel oh, yeah. here. Yeah, and she's st- she, she's she was born to play this character. Like she she yes. hasn't done this. Kangle came out in like twenty ten, and she did that marriage short in like twenty twelve, and this came out in like twenty seventeen. There's like big five year gap here, but she like jumps right into it. It's like okay, I got this. Let me go. It's like no yeah. time has passed. Speaking of, we've got- yes, yes, she is absolutely ten out of ten, perfect Rapunzel plays it like she knows more like she they don't undo any arcs which is actually very very impressive yeah it's really smart that they just jump into it and it makes sense where it's going like everyone makes sense think about the other like remember the aladdin tv show they did where they kind of just had to undo everyone they made aladdin a scoundrel again just so they could have a plot Yeah, um, doesn't work. Here, it's like, what What logistically... I feel like they did this because there was legitimately more story they wanted to tell. Yeah, like, what, how is Rapunzel dealing with being a princess when she's been doing this, has an entirely different life? Yes, there's that, but then she's, like, going from one toxic parenting, which is, like, the, 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 the traditional Disney sense, to, like, actual real kind of toxic parenting. Yeah, like, the deeply overprotective father. Which you understand where he's coming from, too, but that doesn't make it not toxic. No, it's like, I understand that your infant was kidnapped and you're deeply traumatized by it, but she's a fully grown human. Like, you have to let her fly a little bit. She's 18 years old. Like, she's gonna have a rebellious streak. You gotta accept it. So, Yeah, and she wants to see the world. She's been kept up in a tower for yeah, hours. She doesn't want to and... be kept up in yeah, another he... location. She wants to, like, see, see stuff. Yeah, touch her gross bare feet to the ground yeah, and all she's, that. She, yeah, I'm surprised she even put on shoes in this. Like, yeah, the foot fetishist obsessed with the Rapunzel feet, which was that a was thing, a thing in when Tangle came out. I remember. It was really. She had really. She did have like weird looking like animated toes where they're like really strangely puffy. Yeah, so they move like individually. It's like they move like real feet. Yeah, it's. it's it is worse in Moana because Moana has really puffy feet. Like they're kind of blown up like a balloon. Yeah. It's strange. There's a lot of foot stuff um, Disney the- these days. I, they didn't do it in... in Cont- I think it started with Tarzan. Oh, yeah. Tarzan was like the big foot, let's show some feet. Yeah, I remember when Jane, he grabs Jane with his feet somehow, and I when I was a child, I was just like, what in the fuck is happening here? <laughs> in the theater? Back row, four-year-old no, Liz. I wish. I did not see this in theaters. What in the fuck is happening? I did not see this in theaters before, but I, I watched it on Disney Plus and I was like, an older person no it was he was holding he was holding jane with his arms and he was holding his feet on the vine he was swinging from and i was like how is this happening what how also i don't like tarzan i hold the same opinion sideways does on tarzan so if you want to know the quick summary of how i feel about tarzan let me tell you the stage musical is worse oh god Um Zachary Levi is back as Eugene Flynn Rider Fitzherbert. Yes. Um, Fantastic. An iconic name. And I think Zach Levi is like the reason Kristoff is the way he is. He's like, he feels like, Kristoff feels like an actual person, but he feels like a copy of Flynn Rider, but with a different personality set on top of it. Yes. Um, But let's talk about Tangled for another second. We did an episode with Joel Arnold about the Tangled stage musical for whatever reason. And... uh, Tangled is the first step 
um, Disney made in stepping away from the villain traditions. Um, I mean, we still do have a traditional villain, but let's take a look at Hunchback, where the villain is the most interesting thing in that movie, and the kind of leads are like lesser yeah, so. Yeah, Frodo is um, the most compelling which part kind of the makes movie. the Yeah, which makes the whole experience a little less engaging, all, as, all things being said. Um, and then you've got something like, um, what you call it, um, Tangled, which is very character-based. You really care about what they want. They have more emotion than Tepid Pudding and all yeah. that. They are really fully developed characters. They feel characters. like people that you're so, hanging out with, not like a movie yeah. you're watching. They aren't plot devices in the way that they were for much of the Disney Renaissance, as much as a lot of people like yeah. them. They don't need to rely on the goofy side characters, the genie or whatever, to deliver all the jokes. They are funny in their own interactions. But they still have the goofy animal sidekicks because that's just Disney. So, I mean, they've kind of gotten away from that more recently. Yeah, but you still got Pascal entangled, and he's still here. Don't love he's him. St- I don't mind Pascal. He's a little annoying at times, but I don't mind him. Also, the horse. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the whore. The horse is I like good. the horse. I feel like having the horse and Pascal is a hat on a hat kind Yeah, of like, thing. just keep the horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, 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 they gotta keep the fucking little, in, like, what the fuck, Pascal, because he murders Mother Gothel. He does murder Mother Gothel. <laughs> he fucking kill her. Also, this show does continue the tradition of cast- casting Broadway, Broadway actors as villains. Just... <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Um, but we gotta actually put a pin in that because you might have predicted some things that I I've had spoiled for me on Twitter. So up next we have Eden Espinosa as Cassandra, um, who is uh, Rapunzel's lady in waiting. Yeah. Um, who has like a badass. Street. And she, yeah, she, a little edgy, a, a little dangerous. She's not could, like could, other could other some... handmaidens. <laughs> Could lead to some trouble down the way, you might think. Antics in a Disney show? What's this? I wouldn't say antics. I might even say full villain reveals, possibly. I got that vibe, so... Yeah. Um, And then we got Julie Bowden uh, from Modern Family as the queen. She's there. Um, Yeah, she's there. Um, Same with Clancy Brown as the king. Mr. Krabs is the king, yes. Mr. Krabs is the king. (laughs) But... The one that steals the show and my forever, like, musical theater girlfriend, Laura Benanti, uh, is everyone is the Lady Kane, the villain of this Jess episode. Jess is on a mission to get me to watch as much Laura Benanti co- content as humanly possible. I am, because you need it in your life. It'll clear skin and add six years to your life. It's, oh, I'm doing this I for you. I know you are. But Laura Benanti is fabulous. Um, yeah, you're better off. She's fabulous. I love her in this. I love her character as a tattoo on her arm for no reason. Like, she a badass. She's a badass bitch, and she gotta fight. She gotta fight with her her fucking anger. She anger got, arm she's gonna fight. She fuck. ain't gonna sing right now, but she gotta fight. I hope she does sing. Eventually. I really hope she um, does. I you can't cast Laura Benanti and not have her sing. Like, what is this? I don't know. A lot of shows do that. The fucking Supergirl did that. Fucking wait, no, they did. They had her National sing in one episode. That. Did they? I've they never had a musical Supergirl. episode of Supergirl that was a crossover with The Flash, and everyone's like, "This is actually going to be good because the two leads were on Glee, so they can actually sing." Was it good? I remember um, what's his name, um, Darren Chris played the music meister. Yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, I watched one season of The Flash, and it got too confusing because there's too many multiverses, so I just stopped. So. And then I never watched Supergirl because the pilot looked like the Black Widow spoof from SNL, so I just skipped it entirely. (laughs) 
You're right. You finally summed it up. Yes. It looks like the Black Widow spoof. It's just like Supergirl is a girl working for a faction magazine who's also a superhero. Yeah. Like what? Did she have a gay yeah, roommate yeah. now too? And is his name? I bet Thor? they did. Honey, you're putting ketchup on your Oreos. And then it's like, mm, wacky face. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to lie. That movie looks better than the real Black Widow movie. I would watch the hell out of that movie. Especially that awkward robot sex scene they alluded to. I just want to see the awkwardness that one, that, that one might become. If you go to Paris, who eat yeah. ice cream with Hulk? <laughs> Um, let's talk about the songs in this episode. So we, I think we only have we two. Have ten, we have um, we have three because one is a reprise. But oh, reprise, sorry. reprise. Don't want you to get yelled at on I'm the sorry. internet. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'll say it both ways to be safe. It's reprise like Febreze. Okay, reprise, I'm told. learning. But yeah, there's the first one, which reminds me of When Will My Life Begin? And I, unpopular opinion, I really don't like that song. Well, what do you think of the new version? I like, the Wind of My Hair. I like... I like I I like the wind in my hair song. I it felt it felt like it felt it made sense and it, the lyrics were nice and the melody was nice. It all the songs sound a little too pop music childreny to me. So like they're trying to well, it's Alan Menken and Glenn Slater. Yeah, so. that does make sense. Um, though I though as a big fan of Gallivant, I know they can do a lot of weird stuff. So. Let's just say it, it. this does feel a very kid show to yeah. to start with. Um, but get used to the wind in my hair, because that is going to be the theme song for the rest of the show. Honestly, I'm happy about that. That's a good choice for a theme song. I think the song before wind in my hair is a little too much like when will my life begin, which every time I watch Tangled, I fast forward through that song because I hate it. I hate it. You mean Life Happily Ever After? Life ha- I don't mind that song. That was decent. At first, when I listened to it, I was like, oh my god, this is when my life begin, isn't it? No, I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I-, I know people like that song, but I really don't like it. Like, it irritates me. I, I completely understand that. It's like, um, but that being it's one of the said, worst I want songs like- in Disneydom for me, personally. I'm just like... <laughs> Really? I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not as bad as Go the Distance because that song is so generic. It says nothing. So mm, I'm trying to think of one worse. To I, don't, be I just really don't like it. It irritates me. Every time it starts, I'm like, no! What was the horrible song that Anna sings in Frozen 2 as her song? Oh, I haven't song? seen Frozen it 2, was... so maybe once I watch that... <gasps> it... Oh, Frozen 2 is so fucking bad. I haven't seen Frozen 2. Uh, I, I skipped it when it was in theaters, oh. so... My God, it might be one of the worst Disney films oh, ever. God. So maybe once I watch Frozen 2, I'll change my mind. <laughs> like, the songs are the problem. Uh, okay, so we're going to go on a little We're going on Frozen 2 rant, everybody. Let's get fuck. ready. So I don't know. Like, Frozen 2 is obviously a very financially successful film, one of the highest grossing films of all time. Bad, bad, bad. Still have no idea what happens in that movie. They were very confused. Um, and then they had the gall to release a nine-hour documentary about how they rele- made the Frozen 2. So I'm like, well, hopefully there's some answers here. And it is. The answer is poor Jennifer Lee, who is the director, um, was also hired as the head of animation at Disney um, at the same time. So she's both running the entire animation department and directing this film, and it's obviously she's just strung out too thin. And then poor Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez are just sitting there like, 
uh, okay, we get that there's a voice, but what is the voice? And she's like, it's just supposed to be this drive in her that's supposed to... They're like, no, we need a literal answer! What is this voice? We don't tell a story through, like, thematic ties! Oh, no. <laughs> They're just getting really angry and frustrated. <laughs> and you can see it because it's over Zoom for some reason because they're on the other side of the world. And Jennifer's like, it's just supposed to be this, like, metaphorical thing that's, like, a voice t- driving her into this place that'll take her to her dark. No, we need – who is it? <laughs> who is this voice? What is it doing? What is the purpose? Oh, God. The movie's so, so now bad. that makes and sense. And then they're just like, it's Evan Rachel Wood's voice. That makes sense now. No, Because I heard people thought it was messy. It's like, oh, I, oh, yeah. I know why Jennifer Lee was going insane. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jennifer Lee. And poor Kristen Anderson Lopez is just trying Kristen her Anderson best. Kristen Lopez. Because Bobby Lopez doesn't talk yeah. much. He just lets his wife do As the he talking. Should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Uh, hard agree, hard agree. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to go into the Frozen two, but what did you think of the other song, "Life Happily Ever After"? I, I, it grew on me. At first, it was a little. T- I was like, "Is this well my life begin part two? Because I swear, God, if she starts listing her daily routine and they use that as a character setup. I'm literally going to jump off a cliff. Like, no, 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 I can't. Because I, I just find that entire. I don't like how she lists her daily routine in that song. I'm just going to go on a random why I don't like Woman My Life Begin for a hot second. Go for it. I'm Look, listening. I don't mind the song rhythmically. It's a little too poppy for me. It's clearly made to be played on the radio. And it's sung by Mandy Moore, who made songs for the radio. So that makes it even worse. And also, all the verses are her just listing shit she does. And then her chorus is like, when am I going to do things? And then the next verse, I'm like, maybe she'll talk about how she doesn't want to do these things. And then she just lists more things she does. And I'm like, stop listing things. Just stop listing. And then I'll flick and flick and flick and flick the bean. And I wonder what life really means. It's like, I don't want to hear how you cook shit. I don't give it. I don't care. I want to know how you're feeling about it. Like, how are you feeling about your routine? You're just not talking about it. Like, I'm not your therapist, Rapunzel. Like, Jesus Christ. Ugh. Anyway, I and the song in this actual show, I actually liked it a lot because it was actually a character song that explored. Yeah, it's everyone set up. It explored things. And so, Glenn Slater, my dude, I know Love Never Dies must have been a rough go for you since you are much more a comedic writer than you are a dramatic writer. Um, this is, uh, you still write some cringe-ass lyrics, but if you kind of make it a punchline, it works. But, like, life's going to be like Strawberry Sherbert when she's Miss Eugene Herbert. Like, fuck me. Fuck me, dude. I thought that was cute. It's, it's cute, but I don't like yeah, it. I, yeah, honestly, I think in the moment, it felt like he was trying to pull a lyric out of his ass. He's just like, I need to say something cute about this woman I want to marry. <laughs> and then they make fun of it. It was like, oh, shit, that wasn't good. Yeah. That wasn't good. That's Sorry. fair. That's fair. I, I mean, mm. Um, so what is the plot of this? Like, we talked about the two songs. What actually happens in the city that is now probably banned because we'll get in trouble for saying the yeah, word? We cannot say the word. The, the, this kingdom is called... Um... 
We can say it in the first episode, but we're going to try to keep it to the yeah. minimum. It's called Corona. Yeah, it's called the Kingdom of Corona, which, honestly, I forgot. I remember as soon as they said, at the Kingdom of Corona at the top of the episode, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot this kingdom was called Corona. Yeah, remember when um, Archer, like, their their their, time, their place was called Isis, yeah. and then they had to change? <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, it's awkward. But anyway, so this is set, like, six months after the end of the first movie. Rapunzel's hanging out in the castle with her dad and her mom. Really and get married after six months? No, they're months. not married. They're just hanging no. out. Yeah, but you really want to get married after six months, Eugene? Straight people love to get married fast, so... <laughs> Do they? Especially in media. So. I guess. Anyway, uh, so, marriage is the only way you can fuck each other. Yeah, that's how Disney works. Eugene um, wants to stay in the same room as her, but she, he, they can't until, she, until they're married. Because that's how the kingdom of uh, Panorama does that. So. <laughs> the kingdom of Pangea. Uh, but anyway, so Rapunzel and Eugene, or Flynn, or they just call him Eugene now, uh, they're just living in this castle, and the coronation is coming up, and Rapunzel's just feeling kind of trapped. She doesn't want to really be a princess. She doesn't know she wants to be a princess. She wants to do stuff. She wants to be free, like a bird. And then Laura Benanti blasts it. Oh, right, no, we still need to, like, go to, like, the, the sharp the sharp place. Where you get all the stabby yeah, stabs. Yeah, so, so she sneaks out one night with the, her handmaiden, who potentially will be evil at some point. Uh, or a lesbian. A lot of people yeah, them. Honestly, I see it. I see it. They both have they both have the haircut in the beginning, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, let, let's go lesbian. Yeah, so they go beyond. I mean, Eugene they, can fuck his horse or something. They, and those two horses will probably fuck, because Rapunzel has a lady horse that the male horse has a crush on, so... Pascal doesn't get a love interest, you gotta though. Gotta pair your heterosexual tropes. Yeah, Pascal doesn't get a love interest, though, because no one likes him, apparently. So Pascal's gay. And that's not allowed in the Disney Pascal's world. Pascal's asexual. <laughs> he just wants bugs. So they, go, they go beyond the walls <laughs> of the city of Pangea, and she touches the thing where the magical flower used to be from the first movie, and then her hair grows back, because at the end of the first movie, her hair got all short and brown, like mine usually is. So... See, I'm not a fan of this. I thought her short brown hair was really. I loved her short brown hair. (laughs) There's not enough brunette princesses. Like, there's so many. We got Belle. So many blonde ones. Like, can I have? I like. I remember when I was a kid, when I saw Belle had brown hair, I got excited. I was like, "There's one of me." (laughs) Not gonna lie. Um, all I I prefer brunette people in general. I find blondes annoying. You are a blonde. Look at me. Um, yeah, I know. (laughs) Why do you think I find them annoying? That makes sense. There you go. I always like brunettes more, so it's like I was never into the auroras. It's all Snow White for me. Yeah, she's the only one with bl- she's one of the only ones with black hair. Yeah, I mean, if your skin's that white, you gotta you gotta, gotta have gotta, dark gotta, hair. Gotta, gotta gotta make your skin whiter because it's the point of the character. It's literally the entire point of character. She has the whitest skin ever. And that's why we're hiring Rachel Rachel Ziegler. Is it Ziegler or Ziegler? I don't, I've heard it both ways. I've heard conflicting reports. Mm. Okay, so uh, how much are we gonna agree that Lady Kane like is too hot for words, like a little too spicy for Disney? She's too spicy for Disney. She's too spicy. Like her just walking around her corset and she has like, a rose tattoo uh, on her upper arm and a skull necklace. Like what a badass! Oh, but oh, okay. So she goes oh. down the wall. She gets her hair back, but at the same time. It's revealed that when Rapunzel got captured, her dad told all the criminals to go to prison because he hated criminals now. 
Because his daughter got kidnapped. Oh, yeah, very anti-criminal. Yeah, the kingdom of Pangea is very anti-criminal. No, it's not. I'm just. Yeah, stop it. I'm just. I'm just working around the name of this kingdom because I don't want to say it. <laughs> I do not want. There's so much, so much porn of Lady Kane. Oh no! I'm sorry. I just looked her up to get a visual, and there is so much porn of her. Yeah. No. I. One of my. One of my other uh, tiny jobs I do. I have two small jobs, uh, including this one. Uh, I do thumbnails for Wisecrack. The youtube channel i do some sort of podcast channel and they asked me to do one for this the sonic the hedgehog movie and let me tell you how horrifying that was because i did not want to come across the fan art and i got enough and sonic. then i kept scrolling for some reason and i came across pregnant sonic and then i immediately took a 10 minute break i was like yep nope i mean that's a that's actually very popular in the sonic fan I, I don't know why it is but they're they love making like, sonic uh, pregnant and tails is usually the thing though? that comes out I don't know. I don't know. It's so disturbing. Like, hold on. But anyway. Hold on. We're, we're talking about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, Jess we're, will we're, continue we're, to do his Google track. searching while I talk about the plot of this this movie. Keep going. So so the king locked up all the criminals and the a thug voiced by a man whose name I'm not going to say out loud because he sucks uh, is like, hey... Jeffrey Taymor. Wayne State's own Jeffrey Taymor. Yes, he sucks. Uh, he sucks. Make him... Fuck that guy. Fuck Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, so he's like, hey, thugs, I uh, want to take over this kingdom and work with Lady whatever her name is. Lady Camden. Lady Camden? Lady, Lady Kate. I'm getting confused with a drag race contestant. Sorry. I mean, Laura Bonanti does give drag race yeah, vibes. No, yeah, I'm getting confused. There's a drag race contestant named Lady Camden. I've, <laughs> I just, I conflated them by accident. So uh, Lady Cade that breaks out all the criminals and then takes over Rapunzel's coronation and then via fighting, they take her down and put her back in prison. And then the dad is like, hey, Rapunzel, you can't leave this castle because I'm an overprotective father. And then it ends. Yeah. Also, there's a part where Eugene proposes, but that, it goes by in a flash, so. Yeah, it, it, it's. Yeah. It doesn't really matter yeah. right now. They don't get married till the thing that happens after the series ends. So. You know, the movie. Which also kind of makes it so we know that they don't die throughout the show, which kind of bumps me out. I want to know that one of them could die. I want to know that one of them could, could die. Oh my god. Sorry, just send me some of this fan art. <laughs> that was some of the more G-rated one. Oh god. One of them was her in a bikini. <laughs> Yeah, that was the G-rated oh, one. God. I mean, I will admit, for an anime character, she's kind of she's drawn pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, she's drawn like for the female she's gaze. Definitely drawn, she's that. definitely appealing to a certain demographic here, <laughs> and it's yeah. a queer one at that. <laughs> I can understand why so many let's go lesbians watch this yeah, show. Yeah, I can. I can see why. Um, but I think we're wrapping yeah, up to the end the plot, here. Like you summed I, up the I plot. I found it delightful. It was it was fun. I thought the two D animation works really well. I think it works better than the three D yeah. animation. Um, Rapunzel was or Tangled was supposed to be a two D animated film, and then they changed it after the flop of the Princess the, 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 and the, the Frog, the, which isn't yeah. great, but I think it deserves better than it got. Yeah, there's some still art like um when it was gonna be 2d yeah um and it looked better yeah and i, I think the princess of the frog kind of gets a bad rap in some regards like there's some, a lot of it doesn't work but i think a lot of it does work so though there is the problematic nature of having your first black princess be a frog for 98 percent of the runtime which um eek so I sent you some of the original art for the version of tangle that was gonna be 2d animated i really like where oh uh, yes i want that movie <laughs> 
Yeah, but it would have been very different. Do you know who was originally cast as uh, Rapunzel for that version before they revamped who? it? Miss Miley Cyrus. Oh, no. Oh, that was during her hint. It would have been her Disney face. Yeah, it would have been different, but not bad. Yeah. Like, here's another one where it's just kind of the diff- It would have been similar, but. It would have been like. Yeah, no, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, I, I would have preferred that. Yeah. Uh, but no, we have to fix it all CG because God is dead. Yeah, God is dead. Or something. Yeah, but it's, it's slowly making it come back on television, at least. So. Yeah, like, look at the Tangled the series. Yeah, I think, um, I think they really translated it. It's a good setup. Well, so. Like, this is a good setup. Like, do you have questions for what's coming next? Um, I'm assuming it's just villains show up and they fight them, and then the dad gets mad because they go on adventures. Well, it feels like there's some stuff set up. Like, why does the fucking little rocks give her her, her oh, hair yeah. back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the rocks and then um, the potential villain reveal. What's going on with Laura Benanti? Why does Flynn know who she is? I mean, he was a I know thief. he was a thief back in the day, but did they have a relationship? Like, is she actually a lesbian? I mean, in my world, everyone's a lesbian. Yeah. Everyone's bored. Like, you're a lesbian, Liz. <laughs> I am not a. I have a male partner, so I am not a lesbian. Hey, hey! Lots of lesbians are straight. <laughs> What's your cheese rating? Uh, I'm gonna give this. Um, is it did Disney sell a cheese product? I'm sure they. I'm gonna have give to, it a like Disney. The, they sell the Mickey Mouse cheese. I'm gonna give thingy. it a Disney adjacent cheese product. Uh, it was very good. I enjoyed it. I'm excited to watch the show. I actually wanted to watch it when the movie was over. I was like ready to jump in, but I realized I had to wait a week. So, you know what? I think I might just binge it. <laughs> Fuck it. I will get. I will rate this the Disneyland nachos Ooh. with cheese drizzled all over. Ooh. Are they Mickey chips? Because it's just so good. Yeah, they're shaped like Mickey, and he are. he's very very he he's got a weird erection. Like Mickey, oh, no. please get away from my children. Yeah. Do you remember that thing in the George Lopez show where, like, there's, like, hidden Mickeys throughout the episode and the yes, winner got to go to Disneyland? I saw a tweet recently that was like, I wonder what happened to the win- I wonder who won that, if anyone won that. Well, the thing that kind of did did that in is the fact that it was shot in HD, so 16 by 9 but most people still had 4 by 3 TVs. Yeah. So... If you wanted only a four by three TV, which like I'd say most of America had at that time, no one yeah. got it right. <laughs> it's like you know, I, I'll, it's, it was the same. I saw a tweet. Someone asked, like, I wonder who won that the the uh, the Sprouse Brothers go- the Gogurt competition to get on a cruise. I wonder what happened with. That. Well, did did we find? I don't out? know if we found out what happened with that. Um, recently on TikTok, there was, I wonder how the, the child that got the t- cup stacking room on extreme makeover home edition, um, um, is doing. And apparently they're, they're, they've transitioned and own like an entire like dentistry service. So good on good them. For, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. So there's a lot of good happening in the world, um, and not bad. So why don't you guys tuck yourselves into bed, watch Tangle the series along with us. It could be a yeah, blast. It'll be, it'll be fun. It's a delightful little show. Get a nice snack. Well, get your favorite food. Get some nacho cheese. Get some Disney nacho. Get a blanket. Just relax. You know what? You just flick and flick and flick and flick the bean, and you can learn what your life really means. If you have a bean. <laughs> I mean, you can flick a man bean, and it, it, it may not feel as good, but... I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we had Kate Sloan on, um, who is a sex um, um, writer. Yeah. 
and it was fun talking about sex stuff with her. Like we made her like rate the producers of dildos because we talked about the producers. And Bree had a question that didn't won't make the episode, but I wanted to make Patreon, um, which was, "Hey, I hear there's a dildo that lays eggs in you." <laughs> for the fetish of being like late having legs aid, laid in you and kate was like yeah oh, there is <laughs> like the people have fetishes and she's like it's just weird i don't get it i don't get it either and i want you to s- chime in here I, do you get it oh no i'm not here to king shame anyone like you're not hurting yourself I, i'll king shame you know what furries you're a little weird I, i'm not here to king shame. as long as you don't in- hurt yourself or give yourself infections in some areas like do what you do like do what you do I will say furries, I find furries a little weird, so you're on point, but I'm not going to kink shame them. Do what, they, do what you want, furries. You're not affected, you're not, it's like you don't affect yeah. the outside world. Keep it in the bedroom. I think that's the main thing. Like, I will never kink shame what you do in the bedroom. It's the fact that furries do it out in real life that kind of, I was like, huh. yeah, I don't, I, well, I, I don't need, I don't need to go to a hotel that happens to be having a furry convention and witness horrifying things. <laughs> I don't want to go out to dinner with my parents and then see a furry convention going on and they're all just going in. They're like, what the fuck's that? And I'm like, well, Well, mom and dad, when two people who dress in animal suits meet and decide they're attracted to each other, (laughs) weird shit happens. Do you know about crinklers at furry conventions? No. Well, the fur suits are a little difficult to get into sometimes, so they have to wear adult diapers. So oh, no, I, I, I know about those. Yeah. I know about those furries. Yep. Uh. Oh, God. Anyway, Tangled. Watch Tangled to cleanse your brain of what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Watch Tangled the series. Highly recommended. Yeah. Join along with us. It'll be a yeah, fun it'll be ride. Yeah, we'll have fun. But we'll see you next time on Patreon with G. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.